Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Back and better than ever, Greeny with you, ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance and our guests on the Goodyear Hotline. What a day this is to be alive and to love sports. Masters was more a coronation than a competition. NFL draft two and a half weeks away. Another replay controversy in baseball. And I've been thinking a lot about a conversation we had here Friday. We've reached some conclusions. All that and a whole lot more. Bubba, I've got it. It's Monday and we're ready to roll. Here we go! Only one place to start. Hideki Matsuyama, history, the first Japanese male to win a major championship. He makes it the Masters. He'll get the green jacket. We play for ourselves. We play for our families. He's out there playing for his entire country. Well, good for him. Congratulations, Hideki Matsuyama, and historic win at the Masters. The first Japanese player to win that event, the first Japanese man, as you heard there, to win a major, was not the most compelling day. If you listen to me and you have for years, you know that I love that event more than life itself. I consider the back nine. That's why I was so disappointed with yesterday. I'm delighted for Hideki Matsuyama. Good for him. He's a terrific player, has been for a long time, and I understand the overwhelming significance of that win around the world, particularly in his home nation of Japan. I will just say that the, the, the back nine of Sunday at the Masters should be the best two hours of sports TV all year. When you've got a whole bunch of people in the mix, just think back to two years ago. We all remember the Tiger won, but it wasn't just the Tiger won. Remember, the Masters is supposed to be like five different guys have a chance, and then he's in the water, and he made an eagle, and this just happened, and that just happened. We didn't get practically any of that yesterday. Unfortunately, this year provided precious few of the thrills that we are accustomed to. Matsuyama hit one bad shot on 15. Shoffley hit an even worse one on 16, and that was about it. I do love this kid, Will Salatoris. Be ready to hear his name a lot. Outside of that, not the most exciting of Masters, but it is what it is. We don't get to pick and choose these things. I still enjoyed watching it for the weekend, and I hope you did too, but there's not a lot of reason for us to spend an enormous amount of time on it. Greeny with you, presented by Progressive Insurance, making it easy to bundle your home and car insurance. Next up, there was a lot of compelling stuff here. So you ready for the draft? Let's get started. Greeny's Draft Prep. Yeah, we're two and a half weeks away from this thing, uh, and I am zeroing in on it. Again, I have the great privilege of being your guide for the first two nights of ESPN's coverage of the draft, and thus I'm paying an enormous amount of attention to it on that front. And I am also, of course, a lifelong fan of the New York Jets, and they have the second pick, and so I'm paying a lot of attention to that on that front. And former NFL Executive of the Year Randy Mueller was on with Mel and Dari Noka over the weekend here on ESPN Radio. And he said that the presumptive number two pick in this draft, Zach Wilson, is more NFL ready than the presumptive number one, Trevor Lawrence. I just think he's further along in a pro scheme of development. He's going to throw people open. He throws a lot of balls that, that I think Trevor Lawrence will be able to throw and physically can throw in that system at Clemson, he just hasn't been forced to make those. So I just see a little more instinctive, uh, ready to go right now in, in Zach Wilson. But I also think Trevor Lawrence has more upside, like I said, because of the physical uh, skill set. Okay, let's make this Straight Talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. This is just a bunch of nonsense. I don't mean what he's saying. I mean the entirety of the conversation. Okay, let's just be direct. I'm paying more attention to this than I ever have before. 32 out of 32 teams would take Trevor Lawrence number one in this draft, including the Jets. No ifs, no ands, no buts. 
If anyone tells you otherwise, they are kidding or lying. There is no third option between those two. Doesn't mean he'll be the best one. I've already told you, with all these guys, it will come down to coaching, players, scheme, luck, organizational stability. If New England trades up for a quarterback, that guy will wind up being great. Whoever San Francisco takes, that guy will wind up being at minimum good. All of the quarterbacks in this draft have the ability, the talent to succeed, and that goes way beyond the first five. I'm not a scout, but these are the rankings that I'm about to give you that are based on what I'm hearing, not what I'm seeing. My opinion as an analyst of these players, as one who analyzes them, is meaningless. But my opinion, or my what I'm about to tell you, as an aggregator of what everyone whose job it is to analyze these players is, is what you need to pay attention to. The first tier has one name and one name only on it. Trevor Lawrence, that's it. He's the number one player in this draft. He's the number one quarterback in this draft. And 32 out of 32 teams think so. The next level has three players on it. What I can't make up my mind is what the order is in which most teams would do this. I think the Jets have it right, which is to say the next tier is Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, and Trey Lance. I believe if 32 teams were making that decision, we're sitting where the Jets are now, I'm not going to tell you 32 of them would take Zach Wilson, but I think he would be the most commonly selected player. After that, Fields and Lance, I think, could go in either order. I think a lot of people look at Trey Lance, the kid from North Dakota State, who didn't even really have a season this year, as having insane upside. People have seen Justin Fields. Sometimes there's a little fatigue with that. They've picked him apart. They've picked that, that poor kid. They've picked apart literally everything he's ever done in his entire life. If the draft had been held the week after the Super Bowl, he would have been the number two pick. That's the hilarious thing about this. In the NBA, they hold the draft the week after the finals end. In this case, they give everybody three months to just absolutely talk themselves out of decisions, to just overthink everything and outthink themselves. But one way or another, the consensus for certain is that those are the next three guys. You may notice the quarterback who most people are projecting to go third is not one of them, but he's not. Mac Jones is on the next level, and he's not alone on it. It's not like Mac Jones and everyone else. I believe if 32 out of 32 teams was making this decision, Mac Jones and Kyle Trask would be much closer to neck and neck. Kyle Trask is a quarterback a lot of teams are going to like. He's got many of the measurables, and he's got a great compelling story. And if you heard his coach, uh, Dan Mullen, on with me on Friday, I think you'd be impressed with his story. This is a guy who was not guaranteed to be the starting quarterback there at Florida. The coach went to him and said, if you want to put your name in the transfer portal, I'll understand because I can't promise you this job. And he said, hell no, coach. I'm sticking around here. I'm going to win this job, and I'm going to be your quarterback. And not only did he do that, it was a Heisman finalist. He had a huge year with really good weapons. Anyway, that's the next level. Mac Jones going number three in this draft, based upon most people's evaluation of him, would be an enormous reach. Doesn't mean it'll be a bad pick, or doesn't mean they won't win with him. But it will be an enormous reach if indeed it happens. I've been telling you for weeks I do not believe it will. I believe the third pick in this draft will be Trey Lance. Anyway, then there's one more level to this. The next level of quarterbacks, none of whom will go in round one, I don't think. There's one who might. The next level are Kellen Mond, Jamie Newman, and Davis Mills. 
Kellen Mond, you may know, he was the quarterback at Texas A&M, enormous talent and enormous experience. He was a starter there forever. Jamie Newman is a guy who had one great year at Wake Forest, transferred to Georgia, and then opted out of the season. So you haven't seen him in a long time. But his one year, he flashed enough potential that people love him. And then to me, the most intriguing prospect of all of them is named Davis Mills. If you've never heard of him, just remember that you heard his name here. He was the quarterback at Stanford. He only started 11 games, in part because they only played five games this past season. He was the number one quarterback prospect in the country coming out of high school from the state of Georgia. Could have gone to Georgia, could have gone to Bama. Everybody wanted him, chose Stanford. So he's only started 11 games. But you want all the measurables? You want big, you want strong, you want athletic, you want the arm talent? That guy's got it. So he's not ready to play. But if he winds up getting drafted by New Orleans, Pittsburgh, New England, one of these teams that can stash him on their bench and let him sit a year or two, in five years from now, if he winds up being the best quarterback in this draft, the best quarterback who was selected this year, if it winds up being Davis Mills in the right spot, that would not be a surprise. Straight talk wireless, no contract, no compromise. We'll talk football with Josh McCown today. Your calls today, my hot takes today. We're just getting started on a very busy Monday. Delighted that you're here. My name is Greeny, and this is ESPN Radio. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute, but Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Greeny, the podcast. 
Mike Greeny, we roll along here. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Guests on the Goodyear hotline. Uh, we'll have Josh McCann a little later talking some football here. Got a lot to get to. There's a bunch of basketball news out there. I've got, I'm sorry, what, exactly 30 seconds away, but I'll spend those 30 seconds reminding you about HelloFresh. You can get a real true break with HelloFresh. HelloFresh lets you skip the grocery store, the crowds, the traffic, the hassle without sacrificing delicious meals. These are whole restaurant-quality meals made with fresh pre-portioned ingredients. You can prepare them in as little as 20 minutes. They send all the ingredients right to your door, deliver them contact-free. Go to HelloFresh.com slash Greeny12. Use the code Greeny12. You get 12 free meals, including free shipping. That's code Greeny12 at HelloFresh.com slash Greeny12. I'm sorry, what? I'm sorry, what? I'm sorry, what? I'm sorry, what? All right, so I had this in the rundown for Friday. I never got to it. I think it is worth bringing back because every now and again, people will say something and everyone will say they're crazy. And I need to point out that there is a fine line between crazy and absolutely right. You know who's absolutely right? LeVar Arrington is absolutely right. LeVar Arrington, who was a terrific linebacker in his day and is now a talk show host, was on, I think he was on First Things First on Fox sports. I, I want to give the right credit there. Nuno, let me know if I have that right. I believe that's where he correct. said this. That is correct. And he said, and I quote, that seat is warm for Bill Belichick. And that might sound crazy for some people, but Bill Belichick has to have a good season this year. And you know why? Because there are whispers. It was Tom. It was always Tom. It couldn't have been anything else but Tom. And Bill Belichick has to show before he gets too far away from Tom Brady leaving that it was not Tom Brady, that it was, in fact, and indeed the system of what Bill Belichick built in New England. And here's the point. That's not crazy. It's absolutely right. I've told you this before. There were a lot of ways of pressure being administered on a person without the fear of being fired. So if we are attributing this exclusively to Bill Belichick's job security, well, then obviously it's ludicrous. Bill Belichick could go 0-16 for the next three years. He wouldn't get fired. We joked on TV last week, how many days in a row would he have to walk into Bob Kraft's office and punch him in the face before Kraft would actually fire Belichick? So if that's the only way we're going to look at this, well, then there's no pressure on Belichick. He obviously has earned the right to be the coach of that team as long as he wants. But if there's one thing I've figured out over my many years covering sports, it was actually Mark Schlereth who first told me this. He said, if you think the egos are big downstairs, you should see the egos upstairs. Which is to say, if you think players have big egos, the coaches and the executives have far bigger ones. So... I don't think Bill Belichick has any pressure on him based on his job security. But do I think in a private moment, if you injected Bill with truth serum, that it would bother him the notion that all this success of the Patriots was based more on the greatness of his quarterback and not the quote-unquote Patriot way? Yeah, I think it would. Because he's a human being and human beings have emotions. And as much as he tries to display himself as being like a robot, an emotionless automaton. He's not that. Bill Belichick cares what you think. I think Bill Bel- one of the reasons Bill Belichick will coach forever is because he wants the record. He wants to win more games than Don Shula. 
I think Bill Belichick wants to be thought of as the greatest coach of all time. Bill Belichick grew up in a football family. His father was a football coach. I think this is all he ever wanted to be. It was his only aspiration. And I think he wants to be thought of, not just by himself, but by others, as the greatest ever. Do I think Bill cares a lot about what people think of him on a day-to-day basis? No. I don't think he cares as much about criticism of a play call or a fourth-and-one decision or anything like that, even some of the, the struggles he's had in the draft. Do I think he worries about that the way a lot of other people worry about it? No. But do I think Bill Belichick is is concerned about his legacy in the sport? Yes. Had Bill Belichick retired after last season, Bill Belichick would go down as unquestionably the greatest coach of all time, and he would get, in my opinion, for many people, every bit as much credit, if not more, for the unimaginable success of the Patriot way than Brady. Because I think it is conventional wisdom that in football, the coach is the most important person, even more so than the quarterback, or at least as much so. But I do think that there is... There is a legitimacy to saying Brady left. They fell apart. He went down to Tampa. He won the Super Bowl in year one. Maybe Brady really was more responsible for all that that happened in Foxborough than we've even given him credit for. Brady has only enhanced his legacy. Brady's legacy now extends beyond the Patriot way. So what is the Patriot way? It's Bill. The Patriot way is Bill. So when you've got guys who cut Danny Amendola in interviews saying, you know, the Patriot way was Tom all along, do I think that bothers Bill? Is he a human being? How could it not? If you've got, if he has another bad year, if Buffalo takes over that division, Miami is on the come, who knows what the Jets will be. If the Patriots, with all that money they spent, and Cam Newton or whoever else is their quarterback, if they're under 500 again and they don't make the playoffs and Brady makes another deep playoff run or, God help us, wins another Super Bowl, what will the narrative be about Bill? Will there be people saying, you know, maybe we kind of overrated him all this time? Now, I won't be one of them. I firmly believe Bill Belichick is the greatest coach that I've ever seen coach football. And I think the numbers back up him being the greatest football coach that ever lived. But do I think there will be some validity to those opinions? Sure there will. Do I think that would bother him? Yes, I do. So do I think there is pressure on Bill? I absolutely do. There are a lot of ways your seat can be hot besides the possibility that you might get fired. So I wanted to get that in Friday. I never did because we got crazy with a lot of other stuff. And I think it's worth saying. I, I think it's worth having in the conversation I think there is an element of pressure on Belichick this year that is real. It is different. It's not like Matt Nagy. Matt Nagy in Chicago is going to get fired in 15 minutes if that thing doesn't go well. That's a very different level of pressure. I think it was Sam Sneed, the golfer. I forget which golfer famously said it. I think it was Sneed who said, pressure is playing for 10 bucks when you only have five bucks in your pocket. I get it. That's more pressure. There's more pressure on Nagy than there is on Belichick. But... To say there's no pressure there, I think we'll be missing the point. Greeny with you, presented by Progressive Insurance. Guests as always on the Goodyear hotline. That's not the only I'm sorry what. I'm sorry what? I'm sorry what? I'm sorry what? I'm sorry what? I have one more I needed to share. Just because I need to say this, 
out loud. Broncos offensive guard Dalton, I apologize in advance if I'm mispronouncing the name. Is it, I don't know if it's Risner or Reisner. I, I hope it's Risner. Either way, he's a Broncos guard, and he was on the Matt Lombardo show. And he, Dalton Risner, again, he's on the Broncos, said, quote, Peyton Manning is a big fan of Drew Locke. Him and Drew have been doing a lot of work this offseason and watching film. If he's on board with Drew, I've been on board with Drew, too. It's been fun. So he is backing the quarterback, Drew Locke, because Peyton Manning is backing the quarterback, Drew Locke. And all I can say to that is, pardon me while I throw up. I love Peyton. Peyton is one of my favorite people. He's one of the smartest people I've I've ever been around. I, I can tell you a fascinating Peyton Manning story, if you are interested, like a personal story about him, if you're interested, that I think is a fabulous window into how he goes about things and what makes him so great. So none of this is meant as, as a slam on Peyton Manning, either as a player or as a person. But I think I speak on behalf of all fans of the New York Jets when I say his endorsement right now doesn't mean a whole lot to me. Because it was Peyton Manning who gave us Adam Gase. <laughs> Peyton Manning's endorsement of Adam Gase so moved the New York Jets that they hired him as their coach. And he proceeded to do that job as badly as I've ever known anyone to do any job in my entire life. So you'll just have to excuse me if that does not suggest to me Drew Locke is a, is a lock to be the quarterback of anything. I don't know the first thing about how good Drew Locke is or isn't going to be. But that is not the endorsement I'm looking for. Meanwhile, I haven't said a good morning today to hashtag Bubba, who is my disheveled board operator and is actually, many may not know this, but in a previous uh, lifetime, Bubba actually was quite the storyteller. He would write and illustrate children's books uh, and received multiple awards for that. So when it comes to a story, Bubba, you know a lot about a story. Are you interested in hearing? I have so many other things I'm planning to get to. Yeah. But as one who understands the value of a good story, are you interested in hearing my personal Peyton Manning story that would that would illuminate what it is that makes him, the meticulousness of him that makes him so fascinating and I believe explains his success? Well, if you're going to illuminate that, then I am interested. Okay, so you think we should do it? All right, let's let me tell you this story. Just going to sit back and have a little story time. Tell me a story. I wasn't planning this, but every now and again, it just just sort of presents itself. So uh, this is quite a few years ago. I had a terrific. Um, I, I got hired by one of the casinos in Connecticut to host a series of events of Q and As for their, I don't know, their high rollers, whatever it is. Like if you had a certain status at the casino, they would, uh, they would invite you to these, these private events. And one of them was with Peyton Manning, and there were three of them in total. And the, I'm, I'm not going to say the names of the other people. You could probably look them up. It doesn't make that much difference. I just don't want – the point is I hosted three of these events. For two of them, so basically it was me and these, this other person, or in one case a bunch of other people up on the stage – there was a room full of people who were there to watch. I would do like a, I don't know, a 20-minute fun q and I mean, we're talking about the, the easiest job you could ever do, very, very light lifting, where we would go through, you know, I would just ask them a bunch of very obvious questions about their career and their lives. We would take questions from the audience for a little while, and then they would take pictures with all the people who were in the house. That was the whole job. That's the whole gig. Nothing could be easier than that. Again, I did it three times. The first two times I did it, 
the only peep, the only contact I had with a celebrity, well, whatever, I'll just tell you who they were. One was Aaron Rodgers, the other one was the Fab Five, Jalen and, and the other guys in the Fab Five. The other two times, I sat in the hotel room, I ate a little dinner, they gave me a room to change in, I ordered room service, I ate dinner in the room, I walked out onto the stage, I shook hands with Aaron Rodgers and spent a half hour with him. And it was a delight, and he couldn't have been better, he couldn't have been more fun, he couldn't have been more easy to deal with, and it was a terrific event. Same with Jalen and the guys from the Fab Five. When I was doing the one with Peyton, Peyton Manning requested that I come to his room an hour before we went on so we could spend some time going over what the program was going to be. He wanted to talk about it in detail. It's, it's no coincidence to me that he has a, a, a show called Detail. Because he, not that there were, nothing was off limits, nothing was off the table, nothing. He just wanted to make sure that it would be good. He paid that much attention to this gig. He was like, I, I gave him some question ideas. He was like, Greeny, yeah, that's fine. But I think it'd be funnier if you ask me this. And I think I've got a really good story about this and blah, blah, blah. And he choreographed the entire thing. He wanted exclusively because he wanted to make it great. And I can tell you in my, in, my, in my life, I have done 500 of those events. He's the only person who showed that level of interest in making sure that each detail worked well. And that is just a window into what makes him him. That is a window into what makes that guy so successful. So, again, his I was mostly joking when I say his endorsement of Drew Locke doesn't mean anything to me, but I think it is worth pointing out because that is the situation. with That, that, I, that is one of the, the lessons I took from that experience with Peyton Manning. So let me now go back to hashtag Bubba, my board operator extraordinaire. Did you think that story was worth the two-minute digression that we took for it today? Bubba, you can give me your honest answer. Uh, no, I definitely did enjoy the story. That was, uh, that so why was did you start one. with the word? No, I asked you a no, direct said, uh, question. Was said, it uh, worth? Uh, you said, uh, no. So my, the no immediately. No, I was meant, a, uh, uh, I definitively no. heard the word. No, no, it was, uh, now, <laughs> it was, it, that's twice. You've said no. no now uh, it was, uh, it was, uh, yeah, it was good. No, it was, uh, no, it was good, right, which is the opposite of what I think you meant the to say. The story was fine. I'd also like to clarify the show is detail, not detail. Um, so speaking of details, let's just get that correct. <laughs> the show is called Detail. He pays attention to detail. What? You're saying that you've never heard anyone pronounce that word detail. I mean, I have, but the show on ESPN Plus is called Detail. See, to me, it should be called Detail because it is all about, well, I guess it is about the details. It's not about paying attention to detail. Okay, fine. Now we really have gotten into the ridiculousness. Let me get you Great to the story, next story. Though. You're going to love this one. The scoop. Here's the scoop. Did you see what happened with A-Rod this weekend? Did you see that Alex Rodriguez and a billionaire named Mark Lohr are finalizing a deal to buy the Minnesota Timberwolves? A-Rod, Alex Rodriguez, is buying the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Minnesota Lynx from majority owner Glenn Taylor. This was a story that came out on Saturday. The purchase price is expected to be in the range of $1.5 billion. This is important to you for two reasons. Here comes the first. I will read this directly from the story. Glenn Taylor, the 79-year-old, soon-to-be former owner, saved basketball in Minnesota after that team nearly moved to New Orleans. He has discussed keeping the Timberwolves in Minnesota with new ownership, but A-Rod's ties to Seattle 
And that city's desire for a return of an NBA franchise could become an issue in the long term. So that potential move of that franchise to Seattle is very much a thing. Prepare to hear a lot about that. And so that's one of the reasons the story is reasonably interesting. But the much more significant reason is the rehabilitation of Alex Rodriguez continues to be among the most incredible stories in sports history. And it is instructive. In America, just admit you were wrong, show genuine contrition, and you will be forgiven. Alex has done both of those things, and he has been forgiven. Perhaps not by everyone, perhaps not by you, but with all due respect, so what? Alex Rodriguez has a prominent role in broadcasting at not one but two major networks. He has business connections that anyone would be envious of. He is a legit A-list celebrity, for whatever that is worth, and now he's about to be an owner of an NBA franchise. It is an incredible story. And you will still hear some of the same nonsense connected to him. Oh, I think it's all fake. I can't stand him. I'll never forgive him. Again, with all due respect, say less. Say much less. A-Rod has won in every way that matters, and this is only just the beginning. And again, it is a lesson for people paying attention. When you make mistakes, which he has made, huge ones, huge ones, to the point, and that's the reason I'm talking about this, because he became a pariah based upon his own actions. He admitted them. He apologized for them. He showed genuine contrition. And he has been forgiven by more than enough people certainly by all the people who matter, because he now is in as good a situation as anyone you could ever imagine. What, what ball player can you think of having a bigger second act right now than A-Rod? Practically none. Put him up there with, I mean, in totally different ways. Michael Strahan, Derek Jeter, whoever else you want to put in the conversation. He's right there. Think about where he was five years ago. It is a fascinating lesson about how to handle things in life. Greeny with you. Next order of business. The list is what determines who matters in this business. The Green List. All right, we're going to keep the list quick today because I, 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 I opened it by acknowledging the Masters was not the most compelling event of the weekend, and I'm not going to try and force something down your throat that you're not interested in to begin with. But I did want to do a list that surrounds the Green List today, or around the Masters today. The Green List about the Green Jacket. Here's what it is. With Hideki Matsuyama winning yesterday... He now is tied for 84th on the all-time list with one major championship. One major is a big deal. A lot of great players never won even a single one. So the question is, of all the players, active players with one major, who do I believe will win the most in his career? That's the question. Of all the active players with one major. Not the greatest players, Sergio Garcia, Adam Scott, those guys have had historically bigger careers than the names I'm going to give you now. But as far as those I would bet on to win the most majors into the future, these are the five on my list as of right now. Number five. Five is Matsuyama. He's 29 years old. This was his sixth career tour win. He had a very big win under his belt already because he won Jack's tournament. He has eight top 10 finishes in majors, including now this one major win. Again, he's 29. This is going to bolster him internationally and otherwise. I think he's got a good chance to win more majors going into the future. So Matsuyama, to me, is at number five. Number four. Four is Patrick Reed, who is... uh, Not one of the most universally well-liked players in golf, but he has extraordinary talent. He's 30 years old. 
He's won nine events, including the Masters in 2018, six top tens in majors, including uh, tied for second at the PGA once, fourth at the U.S. Open once, tied for eighth at the Masters this year. Patrick Reed always seems to be in contention. He just has too much talent not to, I believe, and he's also great at Ryder Cup. I believe that Patrick Reed will win at least one more major. Number three. Number three is Colin Morikawa. Morikawa is a, a potential superstar. That guy has all the game in the world. He's already won four events on tour, including the PGA, and he's only 24 years old. We'll need to see him put it together, and, and clearly putting is going to be the big question with him. And if he's ever going to win a jacket, he's going to have to do it on the greens. But Colin Morikawa, I think, feels like a sure bet to win more majors into the future. He's number three. Number two. Uh, number two is Bryson DeChambeau, who's 27 years old, has remade his game, remade his body, is sort of changing the game of golf with the ridiculous power that he plays with. He's won eight tour events. He ran away with the U.S. Open a couple of years ago. He won an event just a few weeks ago at Arnold Palmer's. He has two other top, or one other top ten finish. He was tied for fourth at the PGA last year. He's going to be in it. When you can hit it as long as he can hit it, he's going to be in it. He's going to be in events and have a real chance to win them. So he is at number two on the list. Number one. But my number one is Justin Thomas. I think Justin Thomas continues to have ridiculous talent. He's had a year where he has um, received a lot of criticism, justifiably so, and I think that has impacted him a little bit, but I think he will get it together as time goes on. He's won 14 events in his career. He won the players a couple of weeks ago. He has ridiculous talent and ability. So I believe he will win more majors, I believe, on this list. He will win the most of anyone, and so those are my green list for today. The top five players with one major who I believe will win the most going forward. Matsuyama at five, Patrick Reed at four, Morikawa at three, DeChambeau at two, and Justin Thomas at one. Coming up next, I'm opening up the phones to you. It is time for your hot takes. I've done a lot of talking so far. It's time for you to do some talking. Looking for your hot takes coming out of a busy weekend. 888-SAY-ESPN. That's 888-729-3776. Bob, I'm going to leave it there. We'll do the read later because I'm late. Let's get the calls coming up next. Hot takes after this on ESPN Radio. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Greeny, the podcast. My name is Greeny. This is ESPN Radio, and we stream live every day on ESPN Plus. You can watch the show on ESPN Plus anytime you want. 
And every now and again, I'll give you my hot takes, but today I'm looking for yours. The hot takes coming from you, and they're brought to you by 303 Products, Premium Protectants and Cleaners. Keep your car looking like new longer. My number is 888-SAY-ESPN, and I'm looking for your hot takes coming out of a busy weekend in sports. Bubba, who's first? Uh, We'll start in Brooklyn and talk to Ari. All right, Ari, go ahead. Give me a hot take, Ari. What's up, Greeny? My hot take is listen to Greeny's golf betting advice. I took your uh, your advice on Justin Rose, won a nice amount of money. I just want, to, just want to say thank you. And even you were wrong with John Rahm, but he was in the mix as well. So I'm going to start listening to you a little more often when it comes to your golf betting advice. Thank well, you, Greeny. Thank you very much. Yes, I gave you Justin Rose at 55 to one to be the leader after one round. I did. I, I look when you're getting when you're giving predictions that are that are going to the level of odds that we're talking about here you're not going to hit them all you hit one bet at 55 to one it takes care of all the rest of them so i felt very good about that ari and i appreciate your thought and i appreciate you calling and give it to me i'm looking for a hot take bubba who's next next up is charles all right charles serve it up hot what do you have all right greenie first of all i gotta tell you i love listening to you love you on mike and mike and i think you're just like i, I just love listening to you. you're a big thank inspiration you. but thank you my very hot much. take Jay Beyond Clowney. Here's this guy who, when the Browns wanted him last year for free agency, he said, I don't want to play for Cleveland. Now, all of a sudden, he's thinking he should play for Cleveland after his knee surgery, and nobody wants him but Cleveland. And I think Cleveland should not even sign him, in my personal opinion. I hear you. But that would be the definition of cutting off your knee despite your face. <laughs> if you can catch a Devion Clowney. I respect the opinion, Charles. I remember Larry David, when they moved Seinfeld from Wednesday nights to Thursday nights, Larry David's famous quote was, if they weren't watching us on Wednesday, I don't want them watching us on Thursday, because that's just how he is. And if if that had actually happened, he wouldn't be worth a billion dollars today. And the Cleveland Browns, I'm telling you right now, are a sneaky good Super Bowl pick. If, if for those of you listening who don't know what Charles is talking about, Diana Rossini broke live on the air today on with us on Get Up that the Browns are on the verge of signing Jadeveon Clowney. Um, you put him on that defensive line with Miles Garrett. You get Odell Beckham back healthy on the offense. Why are they not a sneaky good Super Bowl pick? Why not? They should be better. The offense should be better. Baker should be better than he was last year, second year in that system. I think the Browns are a sneaky, interesting Super Bowl pick in a jam-packed AFC. So, Charles, I appreciate the heat of the take, but if I'm them and I can get them at the right price, I'm signing to Devion Clowney. Greeny on ESPN Radio. Bubba, who's next? Yeah, uh, first, did you say cut off your knee? Despite your what? yes, I was well. I'm referring to the fact that he had knee surgery. I understand the expression is cut off your nose despite your okay. face, but in this case, it would be cutting off your knee right. despite your face okay, because so of of the knee surgery. All right. Yes, I'm, we, I'm we were all working. very confused in here. We're like, is that some well, new crazy phrase? Okay. Once again, I'm working three or four steps ahead of most people. Yeah, up we're, here. we're still playing Parcheesi back here. I what guess, do you got so. next? We got Jake. Jake, give me a hot take. Hey, Greeny. Uh, first, I'm a dire 49 fan. I want to say I appreciate Kyle Shanahan, but he's going to regret drafting Mac Jones. Um, and I think he's going to regret that they didn't re-sign DeForest Bruckner and sign Derek Armstead a year ago. He's going to get a little bit of a growing-up period, learning you can't do everything your way all the time. I, I, listen, Jake, here's the thing. I don't think he's taking Mac Jones. I really don't. I really don't. I'll be sitting there. I mean, I will be sitting there in Cleveland when that pick is made, and and it's not my job to comment on the pick. I will ask the questions, but you'll see it on my face. I'm telling you right now, 
I will be surprised if Mac Jones is the pick at three. I continue not to think it's going to be. I think it's going to be Trey Lance. I've told you that for a long time. And that pick makes all the sense in the world to me. It's the Patrick Mahomes uh, copycat theory. Let Garoppolo start for another year or even two, and then eventually hand the ball to Lance. The trade, everything they traded to go up and get Mac Jones would make no sense. Give me one more, Bubba. We got Garrett. All right, Barrett, give me a hot take. Garrett. Garrett, give me a hot take. Yeah, Greeny. Uh, Kellen Mond will go in the first round. The guy's scary good. Kellen Mond is a really good quarterback. I do not agree that he will go in the first round. I do believe he will go in the second. I gave you the nine quarterbacks. I'm doing the first two nights. That means the first three rounds. I would bet you my house that nine quarterbacks will be drafted in the first three rounds. I think of those, Kellen Mond will be fifth or excuse me, sixth or seventh. I, I don't know if he will go ahead over after Davis Mills. Well, I forgot about Kyle Trask. I, I think Mond is going to go after Mills, and he might go after Trask. And I think Jamie Newman will be ninth. But, yes, if you, if you said right now Kellen Mond from Texas A&M is going to wind up being an NFL star, no one would be surprised. No one would think that was crazy. He is that kind of talented. He could be really good. All right, coming up next, thank you for the hot takes. Thank you for the calls. Thank you to 303 for sponsoring those. Coming up next, the biggest winner of the weekend by far. That's next. Thanks for listening to Greeny, the podcast. You can check out Greeny live weekdays at noon Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN+. Also, don't miss Greeny on Get Up, weekday mornings at 8 Eastern on ESPN. This is Greeny, the podcast.